Hello, my name is Tanai and I'm a women's intimacy and empowerment coach. For years, I tried to heal what I thought was commitment phobia, and I realized that there's actually no such thing. This podcast is an opportunity to have conversations about what gets in the way of us creating real intimacy, and how can we have more deep and vulnerable connections in our relationships. This is Commitment Phobe. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm going to be having a very juicy conversation with two friends, Vanessa and Rishi. They're from very separate worlds of mine, but very similar. Vanessa, I know from... What's up, everybody? This is episode two being recorded in bed at midnight in my apartment in Mexico City. (laughs) How I love giving myself permission to do it, however I feel like doing it. (laughs) Plus, I make no money from this podcast, so I get to do whatever the fuck I want. (laughs) Make it as easy and pleasurable for myself. Anyway, today I want to talk about something that's been coming up in my space a lot, which is um, Instagram triggers. We all have them. We all compare ourselves to someone and I've been hearing a lot of people read my content and think to themselves, like, how does she do it? How does she always put herself out there and write the stories and share the vulnerable thing and share the thing that she's learning? Um, And it's interesting to notice myself get triggered by it a little bit and feeling like, oh no, like, am I becoming that person Will people not trust me because they see that like I have it all figured out and then they won't be able to relate to me when really what I try to do on social media is share the relatability and share the stuff that I'm going through. And I know that's just my ego being silly. I even had a conversation with my mom around it and my mom was like, people want to work with someone who has their shit together and who's had it, who has something figured out that they don't. Um, so that was interesting for me to to own that part for myself and not feel wrong or afraid. But it did inspire me to come on here and have a conversation about it or talk about it with you guys. Because I do want to share about how I share what I share and how where that courage or confidence or just will came from. And so I first want to share about where I was and that's in that I felt like the ground would swallow me whole if I shared the things that I share now in my personal relationships and in social media. Especially with men, that's always been my biggest wound. I always felt like if I shared certain aspects that seemed weak to men, then I wouldn't be lovable or sexy or attractive because What I learned is that a woman had to be mysterious and that she couldn't be needy and that, yeah, she just had to have it all together and seem sexy. And to me, like, that's what a woman was, you know, like any feeling that I felt that was an insecurity or um, a fear felt like little girl, girl energy. So it felt like if I if I shared that part of myself with someone, then it's going to make me seem like a little girl and they just won't like me anymore. 
also something that I recently remembered is that growing up, there were um, all these times when I would share with my parents or with friends my side of things of like, here's here's how I feel like I was wronged or here's how I'm sad and I'm angry. And I really, really cared about being right. And so I remember thinking to myself, like, people will never tell me that I'm right. People will never admit it and people will never change. So what's the point of telling them how I feel if they're never going to change? And so I decided that I wouldn't share my feelings Um, because I genuinely believed people didn't care about me. Like that's how low I had my self-esteem. And um, yeah, I just kind of decided for myself that only I could take care of myself and um, people aren't going to care enough to change and be different. So I might as well suck it all in and pretend or act like nothing bothers me so that at least I could feel strong, right? So that at least I look good. So that at least I can be proud of myself and not feel ashamed that there's a part of me that feels small or feels sad or embarrassed. So it really felt like revealing any of those parts of myself felt like death, like felt disgusting. Growing up in my teens and in my early 20s, like through college, if let's say a friend canceled plans on me, like I remember there was a birthday where like a bunch of people canceled last second and didn't come. And I just remember saying it's okay and not really showing how upset I was because I didn't want to show that weakness. I didn't want to show them that I cared. And even my first kiss um, was with this guy in high school that I was obsessed with. Like I had the biggest crush on him. I would message him a lot and I would like find him at school so I could walk by him so we could have eye contact. (laughs) I was so set on conquering him. And we had connections here and there. And then one day he messaged me at like two in the morning after he'd thrown a party at his house. So I knew about this party. I wasn't invited. And he called me up afterwards and asked me if I wanted to hang out and watch the sunrise. And I remember like not being in touch with upset at all. I mean, I was angry. I, I felt that. But at the time, I I did not have any access to, to feeling, like to really being connected to those feelings and feeling, wow, I feel so sad that this guy that I really like is booty calling, booty calling me after throwing a party that he didn't invite me to. At the time, I was just angry and I was just like, I get to conquer this man. I get to, I get to have what I want, which is have my first kiss from this guy that I said that I could have. And so I'm just, you know, I'm just going to ignore and not show him that it bothers me at all that he didn't invite me. And I'm just going to play cool. And he ended up coming over and it was a really terrible and traumatizing experience. Just, yeah, nothing like really heavy, just... I really didn't enjoy the kiss and it it got awkward and he left and that even furthered more my agenda to 
suck up my feelings and not show anyone my pain because it was such a big part of my identity to be strong. That was something that I really prided myself for. Um, Even when I was little, I remember when I was like, I don't know, seven or eight, I remember playing tag with the boys. Like it was like boys versus girls and the boys were the ones that were chasing the girls and I remember um, that a bunch of them caught me and I remember like I fought them off so much that I eventually ended up on the floor and like started kicking them and um, they were all like why can't you just be like all the other girls like why are you you know fighting and it was really because I refused to feel weak I refused to feel softness and and submissive and yeah just show anyone that I was hurt show anyone that that I was in this like strong little badass girl (laughs) which I so loved I I so love that part of me (sighs) and so this these ways of being of being like really hard and not showing my feelings and being cool and collected and swallowing the tears or the upset and thinking like what's the point of really saying how I feel people don't care people aren't going to change were all these ways that I was protecting this little girl in me that felt really unlovable and really not worthy and not feeling chosen I um I wasn't like severely bullied in school but there definitely was some bullying because I had had glasses and I tucked my shirt into my pants when everybody else wore it out and I was you know I was a nerdy girl I was I was like yeah in second grade I think it was or third grade I was named the smartest girl in like the county or something I won some sort of award that got me in the newspaper and I remember winning the spelling bees and yeah I was really nerdy and so I didn't really feel desired by the boys I wasn't the one that they were pulling out to dance I wasn't the the cool girl that I wanted to be um and having all the girls admire me you know because oh my gosh I was such a Leo loved all the attention so there was a lot of insecurity there for me about not being as popular or desirable as I wanted and I'm sure oh so many people so many of you guys listening can relate. So that part of me, you know, the the warrior in me was really there to protect me from feeling all those really horrible feelings of feeling sad and lonely and undesirable. So I'm I'm at a place now where I can really meet that part of myself with a lot of love and acceptance and seeing all those years that I didn't have access to my feelings and didn't feel comfortable sharing them. It was my way of surviving. It was my way of getting through. And had I not experienced all those things, I really wouldn't be where I am today. I really wouldn't be able to share from the place that I'm sharing. Um, I wouldn't be able to feel compassion for my clients or empathy or understand where they're coming from. It totally makes sense to me that I help people to express themselves when that that has been my biggest wound. You know, I, the the quote by Rumi, like the wound is where the light enters, really, really resonates with me around this. This way of being the survival mechanism 
got me a lot. It got me like a good reputation in high school, being seen a certain way. It got me all the things that I thought I needed um, as a teen and in college of looking cool and being desirable and being liked and attracting all the boys that I wanted to attract. Yeah, getting getting some a sense of popularity, you know, all these things that I really thought were going to make me happy, but then at the same time weren't really getting me what I wanted, like intimacy and connection and self-expression and authenticity and connecting to my power because I was so far from my truth. Of course, how could I how could I be connected to my power, right? And in developing that hard shell around me, I can really see now how it helped me um, survive so much that at the time, you know, I just didn't know how to feel the pain because we're not taught how to hold and feel our pain in a healthy way. So, you know, in that story with, with my first kiss, that hardness really protected me from feeling really um, upset and like ashamed or hard on myself for the fact that this guy booty called me and then they didn't even stay for sunset. I could really see like, yeah, there's that part of me that refused to be a victim and decided to turn that around and decide like no one's fucking with me and I get to tell the story that I got to conquer him and I knew that he was coming without feelings and I did it anyway because I just wanted to get my first kiss. I really honor that part. I just want to I just want to say that. <laughs> she meant so well. So then in um in college, the story that comes up for me now is that when I had my first boyfriend in college, we had our first fight. It wasn't like a fight, it was just like us realizing that we weren't really saying all the truths that were there. Oh, and what he shared with me was that he never really knew how I was feeling. He, you know, I would hide so much of how I was feeling that he didn't really know if I liked him. He didn't really know how much I cared. So in trying to protect myself from feeling pain and in trying to protect myself from feeling rejection and shame and all that stuff, I was also keeping away connection. And I was also keeping myself, yeah, just hidden unable for even my boyfriend to feel me and of course obviously I had the same complaints about him I was just waiting for him to be the one to open um and that's so interesting I I haven't really talked about these things in so long that it just kind of feels funny because I'm just like remembering when I used to live in that world of let's see who shows their cards first and how healing it's been to not think about it that way and actually think about I get to express my feelings whenever I feel like it because I want to share my love and not out of how can I protect myself here like what's the how can I how can I say the right thing so that I don't lose the person or so that they I don't push them away there is so there I mean yeah that's how I used to operate I used to think if I share my love, if I share my joy, if I share my excitement, then I'm going to push the person away. And that also came from childhood of being a little girl who had a lot of love to give and feeling rejected many times. Like there was a time that I gave my friend like a secret Santa kind of a gift and 
She knows for me, but I saw her throw it away, like, the minute that she got it, and that was so painful. Or um, even moments where I, I was kind of, like, smotherly loving to my mom, and there were times when she just wasn't able to receive it, and so I made it mean that I couldn't express my love in, in such big ways. So that really made me who, who I was of A, not wanting to, to show my pain and then also not wanting to show my love and how much I cared. All because there's this part of me that thought, I'm going to be weak if I do that. I'm not going to be desirable. I'm going to lose. I was in the game of how can I sustain my power? How can I be strong? That was a game that I was playing for so many years. So, you know, not texting first for a really long time. (laughs) Not showing any interest at all. Not really revealing my my cards until the other person did that. And there's nothing wrong with that either. You know, I think we all take, um, we all have a different pace in how we open up and trust and express our feelings. And I really saw how that, like all of those behaviors for me really came from fear and wanting to be in control and wanting to look good and be attractive. And it was really blocking me from my spontaneity and the real authentic, just little girl energy that I have in me. Like the, you know, the child childlike love that I have um the the you know just this um this part of me that loves celebrating and showing how much I care and that yeah it's a part of me that I feel a lot of approval for now uh complimenting someone when I feel like it telling them how much something meant to me when I feel like it without fearing that if I show that I care I'm gonna lose them it's not about their validation, but about me sharing what feels good and what I like because of, because of me. Like, because it feels good for me to do that. So anyway, that's where I came from um, briefly. I mean, there's so much more that I can share on that. But I just came from a place of not feeling connected to or aware of what I was feeling or comfortable sharing it. All I really cared about was am I am I strong? Am I am I powerful? And it showed up a, a lot in my family where I considered everyone to be more responsible and smarter than me. So I felt like I had to defend myself in that a lot. Anytime that I felt like they knew something that I didn't or anytime that I got suggestions from my family or anytime that my parents checked in on me and, and asked me if I did something paid a bill or taking care of something I would get so defensive because it was like I didn't want to own or look at this part of me that didn't know this part of me that felt powerless in in the not knowing or in the forgetting to have done something or yeah just feeling less than my family so I've done a shit ton of work around that I've worked with tons of coaches and therapists and have done programs and I'm I'm kind of like Tim Ferriss in the way that he is a human experiment for like diets or supplements or all sorts of things. I'm kind of like that in the sense that I that with spiritual learnings and coachings I've always been super coachable and apply all the things into my life which has then helped me 
uh, provide that in my coaching and then and how I support others. So I've gotten a lot of support around this. Um, a lot of support that was behind the scenes for a really long time before I started sharing my stories on social media. So yeah, it's interesting when I hear people see my posts and say, wow, like how, how do you have it all figured out, right? Or how are you consistently sharing and putting yourself out there and being so confident in what you're sharing? And a big part of it is that I actually found a lot of healing through the sharing. Sharing on Instagram has been a huge part of my journey of putting myself out there. It all started with um, a post that I shared in, when was it? 2019? Yeah, 2019, the year before the pandemic, where, okay, I had to come home and live to live with my dad after years of being, you know, in the corporate space in New York and Israel. And I started applying all these jobs and I got like 50 rejections from Indeed. (laughs) And I don't remember what was my thinking behind it, but I remember just wanting to share my experience with no real intention. Like I just wanted to get on social media and right stream of consciousness, what was going on with me and how rejection was such a new experience for me and something that I was really leaning into. And so I took a screenshot of all the rejection emails from Indeed and I posted it on my Instagram and I just said like, wow, this is interesting. I, you know, I'm having this experience of receiving all these rejections and this is what's happening and this is what I'm learning. And in that moment, I gave myself the permission to share on social media something that I had written in very few words, like very quickly, and challenge the perfectionist in me that actually had this story that I don't know how to share and I don't know how to tell stories (laughs) because I'd actually, you know, had the story that I don't know how to express myself and it's hard to. And actually, I've taken classes I think I might have shared this in another episode. Now I'm now I don't even know what I share, but anyway, I know I know you guys don't listen to every single episode. So I will share that I've had teachers um in my English classes and in college and afterwards that have actually told me that I, I should give up writing. They you know, they said that I'm just not great, that I don't really have the talent. So I took up, I, I, I used Instagram as a way to heal all the voices in my head, such as the perfectionist voice. And I started just posting my experience of what I was going through. And I thought to myself, I am more committed to the healing that this is going to provide for myself and for whoever's reading this than concerning myself with what people will think or where is this going or how will I be perceived? I just decided to focus on my own healing and really using Instagram as a journal, as a place where I could kind of transmute my experiences. I found that every time that I would share something, expansion would happen because it was the opposite of hiding and shame. It was like, if I allowed something to be seen and if I let it out and if I exposed it, then I took away its power. I took away, I would, I would take away the story in my head that was running, you know, on a repeat. 
And the part of me that said, this isn't worthy of being seen. I'm not going to be loved if I show this. It's not going to be okay. People won't like it. It'll make people uncomfortable. I really wanted to channel, I mean, to challenge all of these voices, knowing that whatever sort of like vulnerability hangover or doubt that I had in my mind or regret that came up after sharing it was going to be like, like the way that a human feels when they're detoxing from a substance in their body that they've been addicted to. It's really uncomfortable. You know, when you, when people stop drinking or using drugs, the body has a physical reaction, right? There's sweats and anxiety and depression and all of these things because the body has been so used to covering up all those feelings, right? So that's the same way that I've thought about hiding how we feel. It's like every time that I shared something edgy, my body would have this um, withdrawal of feeling, you know, so much vulnerability and panic. And I knew that this, that that was just the withdrawal sensations and symptoms that I just had to sit with and breathe through and remind myself, it's okay to feel this. I'm still safe. The voices in my head are just lying to me. They're telling me that this was wrong. They're telling me that I shouldn't have done that. And I can just breathe and relax myself and focus on something else and seek support so that I don't fall prey to the voices in my head that I know won't be there tomorrow when I'm still okay. So that's what would happen every time I would post something um, starting in, in 2019. I would post something edgy and then maybe feel that delicious panic, you know, because there's, there's also something really exciting about it. Yeah, just, you know, your body just gets full of, full of adrenaline and I would breathe through it and then eventually feel really, really free. You know, it's, it's, it's like, I guess it's like a little easy for me to take on coaching or take on philosophical ideas I, I'm I'm I just choose to believe them. I'm very I'm a I'm very much a yes. I don't like there's certain things that if I want to believe in them, then I just do. Because I think that that's how the world works. Um we you know, we shape our life by by our beliefs, so we get to choose whatever we want to believe and I wanted to believe that the more that I shared my truth, the more empowered I would feel and self-loving and free. And the less that I would be afraid of myself and other people. And I also wanted to believe that the more that I shared my truth and my story on social media, the more that I would give others the permission to do the same. So I blindly committed and followed these beliefs and I chose to only see that. And of course I had moments where I thought, is this too much? Is this weird? And then I just let myself feel that discomfort and that sensation knowing that that's just the panic button it's like this little guy in my head ran to the panic button and slammed that button and the alarms went off and my body was having a reaction and then that little guy was like wait a minute tonight still alive she's okay she's getting a bunch of comments on this post about how 
powerful it was to hear her share that. And okay, so I guess I guess we're good, guys. <laughs> and that panic button comes from childhood of remembering a time when it wasn't okay to share that. So the little person in you pressing that panic button is just doing its job and it's living in a different reality than you're living now. So it's also just knowing that. So your nervous system, it does feel really dangerous to share your truths because that's not what you remember. You don't remember being accepted, but you have to just kind of realize like, okay, I'm I'm creating a new reality now. And in order to do that, I have to do different things. I have to live in the world where my truth is safe, which means that I got to start sharing it. So I just kind of threw myself at that. I just knowing that every time I shared something scary, I was going to grow and my fear was going to disappear. So I started like I've shared in other episodes where I started sharing things with people that would be really shameful or things that I normally wouldn't, things that I normally want to hide. Like I remember one time sharing with my mom that I judged her. Um, I had invited her to do this virtual weekend course that my coaches were doing and she didn't really do it 100% and she didn't even finish it. She didn't feel it. No, she she actually wasn't feeling good the, the last day and I was I was like, oh my gosh, she's just being resistant and I shared with her that that I judged her for that. Coming from a lot of compassion with myself that actually I was just judging her because I really wanted her to take away from this weekend and for us to have something together. So that judgment was just a defense. That's all it was. And sharing that with her allowed me to let go of that good girl persona that I, um, you know, that so many of us women feel like we have to hold. So there's been a lot of of sharing what a good girl wouldn't because that way I don't feel the pressure to be the good girl and I don't feel the anxiety that that I would feel every time I did something that wasn't good or that I didn't feel like my parents would like. And instead saw myself as a human, a human that has flaws and thoughts and judgments and fears. And yeah, that would take me out of the victim daughter role. And I started sharing with men the fears that I had and the insecurities. I remember thinking about the part of me that that felt like I was going to be unattractive to this man and knowing, well, I can't really be in a relationship with someone when I'm afraid of them like this. And I and I can't really have a loving relationship with someone if I'm not meeting this part with love. So Maybe this man in front of me won't find me attractive and, you know, won't want a relationship with me. But I know that in sharing these fears and insecurities, I'm stepping into something new. And I'm stepping into um, the possibility of having the kind of relationship that I want. I just continued to do that. And it was so uncomfortable. (laughs) There was a lot of resistance in me. Yeah, there there were a lot of times when... I feel I felt even the block in my body of like, ugh, tonight don't say that, you know. It even showed up in laziness, like, ugh. 
why, you know, do I really have to? <laughs> but then I would, I would hype myself up, remembering, reminding myself, hey, every time that you name the uncomfortable thing, every time you name the thing that your ego absolutely hates, you become just a little bit stronger. That the real strength, right? The real empowerment in um, not living in that fear and not needing to be perfect. And that's exactly what I would do with my social media posts. Anytime that I saw something in me that I felt shame about or that I'd want to hide, immediately I would just post it on social media and just focus on what I wanted to focus on, which is the people that I knew I was going to support and the healing and growth that I was going to have. And if anything, I was celebrating myself for being messy and not being perfect. Because sure, what if I posted something that was that ended up in a fuck up or that ended up in people hating me or judging me? Well, great. That means that I wasn't trying to follow the rules and that I wasn't trying to be good and well-behaved. That I was, you know, that 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 I'm willing to embrace mess and making mistakes and all of those things that I was really, really scared of doing and being. So it took a lot of blind trust that that I knew that if I did the scary thing, that if I um, shared my feelings and my truths, then they would stop having power over me and I would and it would open up for more self-love. So a big thing is that I, I just realized that all feelings are here to be felt, you know, through my learnings. It's been a lot of learning, guys. It's been a lot of getting coached and a lot of learning that there is no wrong feeling, that all feelings are here to teach us something. They're here to be felt. So at some point, I just played around with the idea that that I didn't have to change how I feel or change my thoughts or really change anything about me, but more that the more space I gave, I gave them, the more I put it out there, I let it be seen, I let it be heard, the more I was meeting it with acceptance and love and seeing, it's like I was telling myself, this is worthy of being seen. This is worthy of being heard. It's okay to share this. That's, that's the message that I would give myself. And that's all I, was, uh, all I have been concerned with. I just posted something that was very edgy for me. I took a photo of a toe. My my big toe on my left on my right foot has had a f- like fungus on it since I was uh, how old? 18. So it's been about 12 years of having this fungus on my toe. And I remember that <laughs> I remember when I posted it just noticing how much rage I felt about it because I would look at my toe and it would remind me like of these stories like oh tonight you really don't know how to take care of yourself or tonight you're you're neglecting yourself or you're not giving enough time to fix this or um you're so responsible that you let this happen so I would look at my toe and feel all this rage and so my thought was great this is what I have to post on social media. <laughs> this is what I have to give some air to breathe, what I have to expose, what I have to take out of this dark space that I hold inside of me. 
um, without really needing to do anything about it, without calling it wrong or right, just naming. Hey guys, I have this fungus on my toe. I feel a lot of shame. There's a lot of anger when I look at it and I want to put it out there because every part of me says this doesn't belong to be seen and loved. I don't want to believe that anymore, so I'm putting it out there. And it's interesting. I haven't thought about it since I posted it, and I feel so differently about it now. I'm like, I look at my toe, and I'm like, yep, that's fungus, okay. Because just in naming it and letting it out, I took away its power. It doesn't, you know, it's like, it's like, imagine... You know, all these things are little monsters and their point or their their mission is to scare us, right? Like, that's how the monster gets fed. It's like Monsters, Inc., where they would get points with the screams. And there was that main character who got the most amount of screams. And that's how he was more successful than all of them. So it's like these little monsters just want us to scream. They want us to be afraid. So... If we stop being afraid, then they're like, well, okay, I guess I'm retired. I'm not really doing my job here anymore. And then they leave. That's what I've experienced every time that I have shared something on social media and put it out there. And I'm grateful that I haven't really gotten like serious trolls. It's interesting. I actually have heard all of the negative feedback and critique from secondhand, the people closest to me in my life have shared how people in their life have messaged them and been like oh my god did you see what tonight posted or or you know have said stuff about my photos being too revealing or there's photos where I'm not smiling and it makes people uncomfortable so yeah it's interesting how people not that many people have said things directly to me that that I guess has just been my journey and my and my learning which is interesting because I used to be really um, triggered by people and not telling things to my face and not telling me the truth. So it just shows me how much I've I've grown in that I know that there's a lot of people who look at my photos and get triggered and don't agree. And, you know, it, it obviously paints how they think about me in a negative way. And it's an uncomfortable thing to to be with. And I've met myself with a lot of grace through it. And I've given space to that part that is upset that I don't get to please every single person in the world that I'd like to please. And then I just go back to my truth and my reality and the people that I am serving. Because it doesn't help at all to focus on the people that are judging me and wanting to change them or wanting to sacrifice myself to get their approval it's just an uncomfortable truth to live with that the more I put myself out there the more I embody myself the more people will get triggered just like the more people I'll get to touch that's okay that's totally okay I get to learn from all of it and be with all the sensations so it's been an ongoing journey for me and it's been a lot of fun to continue to reveal what I don't feel like revealing and I have found that every time that I do that, it's actually what provides the most amount of intimacy in relationships. When I name the things that are in my head and what I'm noticing and feeling and exactly the thing that I would not want the person to find out. It happens to be exactly the thing that brings us closer together. So 
that's been my experience. And hopefully you're taking away something from this little rambling that I've shared with you today. And just, um, yeah, I guess it's really important for me to, for people to know that it's been a long journey. I've had lots and lots and lots of dark nights and depression and sadness and rage and feeling feeling not enough, feeling less than, feeling in comparison, feeling like I wish the earth would swallow me whole, feeling like I don't belong. All the feelings, all the dark places where, where life has taken me. And um, I've grown and learned from each one because that is what happens when we go through the challenges that they're, they're there to help us grow and um, find our journey and find ourselves. A journey that continues and has no end goal. So I'm here with you, everyone. Thank you so much for all of you guys that keep listening to this podcast and keep finding value in it. It means a lot to me and I'm so, so glad that I get to support and um, help you guys on your own growth. Thank you for being my teachers as well. <sighs> Let's all take ourselves a little less seriously and take that voice in our head a little less seriously. It, it does not tell us the truth most of the time. We have the truth in our hearts and in our desires. Thank you for listening. Hey you, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Commitment Phobe. If you like what you heard, make sure to share with your friends, your lovers, your ex-lovers, anyone that you think could benefit from having a conversation like this one. And it would be super helpful if you subscribed and left a five-star rating on iTunes to make sure that this podcast gets spread around to as many listeners as possible and we can start changing the conversation that we have around intimacy and relationships. If you want to find out more information about what I do as a women's coach and some of my other projects that I'm working on, you can find my information in the bio of this episode or you can reach out to me directly on Instagram and shoot me any questions that you have. See you next time.